Hey everyone, Professor Dex here with another episode on what you can do with a kinesiology degree. Today we get to talk with Kelson, who's an athletic trainer who's working in a little bit of an untraditional setting. He's working with everyday people at their jobs, helping them perform their jobs. I've known Kelson uh, since we did undergrad together, and everything that he's doing and everything that he's done, I think is really going to kind of help open the eyes of a lot of people that are pursuing athletic training in the future of healthcare. Yay! Hey, Kelson, you there? Yeah, I am. Hey, man. Well, thanks so much for taking the time and hanging out um, and kind of sharing with my students a little bit about, or other students, um, a little bit about your background. Um, you know, I'll have a little intro about, you know, why, you know, you're an athletic training or athletic trainer. And, you know, the reason I wanted to invite you is because your background at such a young age is so vast and it's such a different route than what most people think that they can go. And so, you know, I really appreciate you taking the time to share your knowledge. Absolutely. I'm, I'm happy to be here and uh, to be able to kind of share my story and to, you know, impact other people's lives and uh, see what works best for them and find the best fit for them moving forward, for sure. Awesome. So I guess to kind of start us out, you know, tell us a little bit about you know, your background. So like where you started, where you are today, kind of the steps in between and kind of what it took to get there. Well, I grew up just loving sports um, all the way across the board. I found out from a very early age that I was not going to be a professional athlete <laughs> due to the fact that I just couldn't stop getting hurt. Um, I broke so many bones, did so many things. It was ridiculous. And um, I was kind of opened up to the opportunity to see uh, the athletic training field uh, and how important it was. Uh, mm -hmm. And I and I wanted to I wanted to do that. I wanted to impact people's lives. I wanted to help people. I wanted to allow them to be able to do what they wanted to do and, and how they wanted to do it. Um, and so from a very early age in high school, I knew that I wanted to be an athletic trainer. Uh, so I did the normal steps of going through a certified athletic training program, passing my test, doing all that sort of thing. Uh, and then I started to climb up the ladder of working at a high school of uh, working at a high school um, and then I was able to then work at a college and be able to kind of just slowly work my way up to what I thought I wanted to do uh, whether that be at the professional level or whether it be at the collegiate level um, but along that process um, I was exposed to a, a, another area to utilize athletic training where it was, mm -hmm. it is known kind of as the non-traditional setting. Um, but it's really an opportunity to be able to use sports medicine to be able to address workplace related discomfort, which is just a kind of a really fancy way of saying that every job that is out there, whether it be, you know, working on a, you know, delivering beverages or working on the power lines or working on a manufacturing line yeah. or even just sitting at an office and, and, and doing your job at your computer. Each of those jobs have their own unique stresses and unique challenges. And 
unique ways that it, it, it tests the body. Um, and we can utilize that sports medicine approach that we use with the traditional athletes, the professional athletes, the collegiate athletes. We can use that same approach in this workforce um, and be able to really provide biomechanical coaching, teach them on how to prepare their body to be able to handle their everyday work stresses and really preventatively care for them uh, as much as we possibly can. And then just like in the traditional setting, when you're at a game and somebody gets hurt, you're able to provide care right away. We're able to do the same type of thing. Um, when we're at a job site, we're able to evaluate an injury, be able to see what's going on and be able to provide whatever care is necessary at that time. Uh, so my, my company, um, we basically do, we work with, we call them working athletes, uh, but they're, they're everyday people that you see out working on the streets, working, um, working whatever type of jobs you might think, um, and being able to address their musculoskeletal aches and pains and mm-hmm. being able to do everything that we possibly can to keep them happy keep them healthy, keep them engaged to be able to optimize their health and maximize their productivity. So to kind of go back through all of that, you know, I, you might've got cut off a little second. I start, I missed you here for a brief moment in time, but just to kind of recap. So, you know, you went, you got your degree in athletic training. Obviously we want to make sure that's a certified program, right? Yes, Uh, definitely. That's the number one thing you don't want to just go through a program and after four years, not really have any certification behind your name. Um, yeah. That's the number one step for sure. Yeah. And now it's transitioning to where we're needing master's degrees for athletic training, right? Yes. That's the, that's the new thing, uh, that entry level master's program where you can basically go straight through from undergraduate in you know five to six years, depending on your path. Mm-hmm. Um, and be able to come out with not only your undergraduate degree, but your, but your master's degree as well. So it gives you a little bit more clout, uh, a little bit more, um, you know, backing behind um, who you are and, and where you're going to be moving forward. Um, yeah. But it's kind of a one-stop shop um, now, the way that they're moving it. Yeah. And so, you know, you, you did that, or well, you kind of did it, what they're recommending now, but you know, before it was even implemented, you know, you got your master's degree, you're working at um, a university as an athletic trainer. And then, you know, this position opened up, which is super neat. And where we're actually look, or it seems like you're actually looking at everyday people, like you said, in the streets. Um, (laughs) I thought that was funny, (laughs) but um, you're looking at them as athletes and optimizing their human movement. So that way you, your company can now, you know, decrease, you know, workman's comp, right? They could, de- correct me if I'm wrong, they can decrease, yeah. you know, other um, medical leaves of absence because of an injury, right? Absolutely. I mean, if you, if you look at a guy that is cutting trees on, um, on your street, you might, you might pass them and not even think twice about what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're constantly bending over from the waist, being able to, you know, clip those trees. They're mm-hmm. working out away from their body um, and they're in awkward positions and they're doing that day in and day out. 
Um, yeah. So it makes sense that they're going to have back injuries and shoulder injuries and knee injuries, just like we see in the sports world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if we're able to take what we do traditionally in this athletic training in the physical therapy world mm-hmm. and be able to apply that into the workforce, we really are able to decrease those, the number of injuries and the extent of injuries um, across the board. Um, and it's a really great system because we're able to assist and decrease the discomfort that the employees are dealing with. So they feel better and they're able to be more productive when they're at work. But it's also beneficial for the companies themselves, because as you alluded to, you know, being, if they're feeling better and they're not having these injuries, we're not sending them to the doctor. They're yeah. not sending, they're not having these workers comp claims. They're not having lost time. They're not having these different things that are so detrimental to their bottom line. Yeah. Um, and so we're able to have a job. We're able to be able to do what we love to do the employees feel better and the companies are able to save money. Uh, so it's a really win, win, win type of situation mm-hmm. um, that is, that is growing extremely rapidly uh, all across the world. Yeah. And, and so, you know, you kind of started to allude to it, you know, you, you love your job, you have a job. It's that somewhat you'd call untraditional route. I mean, you were in that traditional, you know, you're making it, you're the, at a university being the athletic trainer, what made you choose kind of this route over the kind of, you know, traditional being on the field, working directly with athletes? Like what kind of shifted you this route? It was a really tough decision. Uh, I'm not yeah. going to lie. I, I loved working at the collegiate level, at the high school level, even. Um, it was one of those things that this is where I always thought I was going to be from the very mm-hmm. beginning. And so to be exposed to something that was different, uh, that was exciting, certainly. And I saw the potential for, I mean, if you think about the number of companies out there that are doing physical labor, um, it's endless. Uh, And then you think about that across the country and across the world, and it's such an untapped market. Um, And so just the sheer excitement of doing something Mm -hmm. new intrigued me. Um, but it really, one of the, one of the mentors that I was, uh, that I have always gone to for advice asked me when I was thinking about making the transition, he asked me where I felt like I could make the biggest impact and explore and excel in that area. And I, I thought about the traditional setting at the collegiate level and I yeah there's a bunch of athletes that I would be interacting with um, being able to pour into their lives and be able to really be an example for Mm -hmm. them but then I started to think about the thousands and thousands of workers that my company is able to impact on a daily Mm -hmm. basis we're currently in 54 different countries (laughs) obviously with our largest presence in the United States Um, we're able to make an impact in thousands and thousands of people's lives every single day. And we're also able to give an alternate occupation for these students, these, you know, new graduates that are 
athletic trainers and that are physical therapists that are looking for a job that they love, that they're excited about, and then they can do for long periods of yeah. time. Um, and using that expertise and being able to bridge the gap between not only traditional healthcare, you know, physicians and everything like that, but being able to utilize our expertise about how the human body works and how it functions and how to optimize performance, mm -hmm. being able to use that expertise and bridge the gap between the workforce and healthcare mm -hmm. is, is so exciting. And across the board, I felt like this was the area that I wanted to go in. And I have been doing this for almost two years mm -hmm. now. And I can guarantee you that there has not been a day that I have regretted my decision. This is the most exciting, the most compelling area that I have ever worked yeah. in. And it only continues to grow and excite myself and everyone that we're able to interact with more and more. That's rad, man. So you, you kind of alluded to two things that I want to touch on here for a second. First, just, you know, you mentioned this other opportunity for students who graduate, you know, it's, and that's kind of the whole thing with this podcast is I want to talk to people, you know, obviously it's usually people I know, which is fantastic. So thanks. Thanks for doing this, <laughs> but it's of course so many kinesi students go in and it's PTPA, PTPA, which don't get me wrong, plug for APU, but their DPT program is growing. There's a new $3 million building. Like it's a great profession but I want students to know that there's so much more out there and what you're doing is so, you know, it's so different than what everyone just thinks or has in their mind. And to kind of allude, you mentioned that you're, you know, you're able to make an impact, you know, um, and that's where you want to be is where you can make an impact. And so kind of going to my um, second to last question, cause I got another one, but you know, how has your faith impacted you or how to you use your faith to, you know, impact others in, you know, the setting that you're in? I mean, from the very beginning, um, you know, one of the first things that I always, always said was that I'm, I'm going to trust mm -hmm. God and, you know, use me in the way that you want me to be used. Um, and no matter what I had in my head about what I thought was best, um, being able to be a vessel and be, willing to be able to adapt to the circumstances and the doors that God opened. Um, so that was, that's the first and foremost thing um, that I would always say, because that mindset allowed my thought process to change and to mold and to be open mm -hmm. to a career shift, to be able to think about a different career path than I had originally imagined. There's so many people, as you said, that are stuck on this is what I'm going to do. And I'm determined to do that. And that's a great, I love the determination, but I also, you know, just want people to see, Hey, there are other things that you can do the exact same thing. I came in thinking that I wanted to impact people. I wanted to help people and I wanted to make them feel yeah. better. That's what I wanted as a, as a high school student as a high school athlete that's what i wanted to do with my career and looking back i'm able to do that i'm just doing it in a different way than yeah. i thought but after using that mindset being able to 
just be Christ-like, mm-hmm. to be different, to show people that are in this working environment that may not have much interaction with Christians, have not seen it lived out for them on a daily mm-hmm. basis, being able to just show them that I care, yeah. that I am compassionate, that I want to hear about what's going on with their day, why things are a struggle, why things hurt, what's going on, and being able to live the way that Christ lived and be able to give that ear to the person that needs it and be able to show them compassion, gain their trust, and be able to pour into their lives in times Mm -hmm. when they really need it. Because when you're hurt and when you're not feeling good and when you're broken is the time when you need the most care and the most support and the most love. And that's, that's what we're able to do as healthcare providers. We're able to pour into those times um, of weakness, of, of brokenness and be able to really show God's love. And that's lived out through just behavior and relationship so much more than preaching the gospel and being able to do that, even though that is super, super. I love it, man. I was just, I was literally just about to say that, you know, you demonstrate love and through showing love, you show God. And so you're just boom. I love it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there are opportunities, you know, when there is something a little bit more severe going Mm -hmm. on and, or somebody opens up about what's going on in their life. And that's an opportunity right there where, you know, God's kind of tugging at your heartstrings and say, Hey, this is an opportunity for you to pray for them, to be able to pour into their lives a little bit more than just demonstrating that love. And so you need to be able to be willing to walk through Mm -hmm. that. But as, as this is your professional setting, you also need to just be able to live that out and not necessarily be as vocal um, in that setting as, as necessary. So um, that's really where where I see it lived out and be able to just take that mentality of being able to live for Christ um, and live in a way that represents the way that he, you know, he always talks and loves and be able to be yeah, there. Yeah, man, you're living out your faith, which is awesome actively. And so, you know, I know you're you're married now. And, and mm-hmm. how many years is it? Two years, actually, uh, in about a week That's and a half. That's so awesome. Congrats, man. So, um, you know, you're. I remember talking to you when you first started with this company. They're brand new, and you're like, man, it's just a whirlwind of things. Like, I had no idea all this was out there, and we're just growing so rapidly. You know, what does your work, you know, what's your kind of typical work day look like, and what's your work-life balance? You know, because when we're pursuing careers, we don't want to you know, obviously being a hard worker is good, but we want to be able to balance, you know, spouse, family, um, you know, faith and all those things. So, you know, what, what does that look like for your career? Absolutely. So I'm even within this non-traditional unique setting, I honestly have sort of a unique position as well, because I work not only as an athletic trainer working with one of our clients that we have. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also work on as a solutions advisor where I talk to prospective companies that are looking for different ways to be able to address their workplace injuries and their discomfort within their their workforces. Mm -hmm. Um, So I 
traditionally, um, you know, what my work schedule looks like is I work two days a week on site at my, at my clinical rotation mm-hmm. to be able to work with my client. Um, and I spend about six to eight hours, depending on the week, depending on the day, mm-hmm. um, but about, you know, a full day of work, um, Tuesdays and Thursdays with them. Yeah. And then on Wednesday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm working to be able to bring on new clients for us, to be able to find out area, companies that are looking to address that, that workplace-related discomfort and be able to give them a solution for that. Um, but even with our full-time staff, clinical athletic trainers and physical therapists, mm-hmm. um, you know, they have a set schedule. This isn't like the college and high school setting where you come in at, you know, two o'clock or noon or whenever it may be. And then you're there until the games are over over or athletes, you know, or like weekend tournaments or stuff like that. You do have a set schedule of when you're on and when you're off and being able to actually have a work-life balance. Yeah. Uh, That's the, one of the major downsides of athletic training is you don't know how much you're going to be working. You might be putting in 60 hours a week yeah. and you're not able to spend time with your friends and your family and be able to do the things that you want to outside of work. Um, and this environment is huge, is huge for that. And they really want you to be successful both at your job, but at home as well. That's awesome, man. Well, that's all the questions I have. I mean, you hit work-life balance, you hit education, what's needed to get to where you're at, how you did all of those things. You know, I know you're a very hard worker, so um, it's cool to see you doing all these neat things and everything like that. So I really appreciate you taking the time to, you know, share your story and share um, a little bit about, you know, that untraditional athletic training route that is, you know, probably going to be booming more than it is over the next five to 10 years. Yeah, I would imagine that this really truly is the future of where athletic training um, is going to be. Uh, there's obviously going to be the schools and the, and the professional teams and everything like that. Um, but the impact that is potentially out there um, for this and the job opportunities is huge. And I, and I really do uh, thank you for the opportunity to be able to speak with your students, um, to be able to pour into them a little bit about and tell them about my story. Um, because I think that this is really where, um, you know, they should at least look into it um, and see what it would be like for them uh, and see if that this interests them. Um, because those opportunities are going to be out there. And if their eyes are open and their ears are open to this type of thing, um, there's going to be, there's going to be stuff out there for. Cool. Awesome. Kelson. Well, thanks. Thanks for talking, stopping by and I'll talk to you later, man. Sounds good. Thanks so much. Talk to you. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.